This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out, out. Hello and welcome to Quality Time, the Kyo Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. And I'm Sean Stevens. Uh, it seems like we, we missed out. Uh, we're missing someone again, yet again. Is, is this Anthony. the new podcast duo? What's happening? True. We don't need him. <laughs> um, no, actually... We have uh, we've been given the okay from the big man to do some uh, to leave them out of some podcasts if there are topics where um, where where we where there's more knowledge in other members of Kale Koala. So for today, true, Sean's most anticipated game of his life since the last from software game <laughs> is coming out this week. It's so true. They Cut. announced it in 2019. It is now 2022 and it's finally almost here. All right. First thing we have to talk about with Elden Ring before we go on to anything else. What the fuck is with it launching at 3 p.m. Pacific time on PC? I'm like, what what is I have no idea. The day before the game comes out, it's launching at 3 p.m. Pacific. time. Maybe it's coming out at midnight UTC. I think probably, that might be 3 I mean, PM. From Software is, you know, Japanese, so it probably lines up in Japan pretty well with right. everything, right? So it, may, it might just be that, or it just might be the Steam, something Steam. Who knows? But that's awesome. I, 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 I might even get to play it before Sean, and that that's true. That's pretty funny. But true. but Sean will be the streamer. You'll see. He has. He did a poll. Are you excited? All right. So what? Like, are you? I I don't know. How do you feel knowing that Elden Ring is coming out on Thursday? It's kind of crazy. So I think the the biggest thing why the hype is so big, at least for like fans of the genre, is all the games that they released, at least the past five, you know, all the Dark Souls, Sekiro, and Bloodborne have all been solid, at least for me, you know, like eight out of ten games or whatever, right? So I think everyone's in the boat of like, they haven't really released a bad game yet, right? So there's no way this one can be bad. Which, right. You know, I, I mean, it could be, right? But um, I think that's a big part. And... I think the worst case for me, right? It's another from software game that's pretty good, right? And then obviously the best case is it's the best game they've ever made, right? right. And I, I mean, think for me, both of those are like I'll, I'm kind of good with both of them. Yeah, as long as it follows like the classic from soft formula, the Dark Souls Sekiro kind of formula, right. it's hard for it to be like bad at least for its core audience, right? I mean, it's like the like the boss fights would have to be like really bad, and they'd have right. to mess with change the. I mean, the leveling formula is not going to change or right. anything like that. Like it should be a similar experience, just in a different world with some better graphics and some, some of the new mechanics. Right. Yeah. I, would, I think so. So speaking of like dark souls games and from soft games in general, what was your like intro into the from soft experience? Like how did you get started in from software? Yeah. Games? So I remember some, the first game I played was dark souls two on the three sixty. Um, a long time ago and I remember getting to the first boss and never beating it. <laughs> I never played the game again. <laughs> okay. And then dark souls three was about to come out. And I think that was 2015 and I was 
there was getting a lot of hype and I was like, oh, Dark Souls 2 is kind of cool. And I just built my first gaming PC. So I bought Dark Souls 2 on PC and beat it right before Dark Souls 3 came out and then played Dark Souls 3. And then after that, the years after that, I played Dark Souls 1. And then obviously I played every game that they've made on release ever since. Right. So, yeah. So 2015 was when you started. Dark Souls 1 came out when? I mean, the original Demon Souls came out like in on original, the original Demon Xbox Souls or PS. Whatever, right? Yeah, original Xbox and PS3. So that one's old. I think older. I played it. I think it's in the other room. I think I have it. And yeah, like, Dark Souls 1. Um, I want to say 2009. I'm Googling it. 2011 was when it came that's out. That's great. That's over 10 years ago. Yeah, so I would have been a senior in high school. Yeah, I, I don't think I even had heard of the franchise yeah, back then. That's crazy. Well, and I mean, probably for the better since like it's gotten so much better since then, right? Right. No, yeah. And it's, and it's, I mean, it definitely used to be super niche, right? Like obviously the, you know, Dark Souls of, you know, it spawned this whole, not right. genre, but like stupid term, right? <laughs> right. Um, because it was niche and now it's definitely, I mean, Elden Ring is going to be one of the biggest releases of 2022 I, for sure. Probably right? the, I would be surprised if it's not like, one, yeah, one maybe of, the, of the whole year, right? But right. I mean, it's it one most anticipated game the last two years in a row at the Game Awards and stuff. So um, it, it's going to sell a lot of copies, and you're going to see going to see a lot of it for a, you know a week, I guess, until people get bored of it. Yeah, I guess the question is, do we think like <laughs> I, they have talked about how like it's maybe a more accessible version of Dark Souls, or there's some aspects of it that are meant to make it more accessible? Yeah, I think from. Like I heard that. And I think from my knowledge, what I would guess that means is just since the world is a more open and I hate calling it open world, but just since the world is bigger and you have more options, right? Because the um, original Dark Souls games are basically open world anyway. It's open. Well, they're open world in the fact that all the areas connect and there's like no loading screens, right? right? But they're linear levels, right? When you go to a place in Dark Souls 1, 2, 3 or Bloodborne, you're going through hallways to the end. There's not really much branching paths right right so a lot of the fights are like here's three guys and there's two walls next to me so i can't really go around them right right unless you sprint past them so i think elden ring it'll be you'll see you know here's a pack of 10 enemies i can run and fight them i can stealth them or i can just leave right and right. i think that's what they mean by more accessible there'll be less boss runbacks and more ways to approach enemies which i think will make the game a bit easier i mean that's awesome because i think I think there's like, you know, there's different types of difficulty in games and right. Yeah. Dark Souls, I think, is is well known for basically having like all of them. It has like real skill requiring difficulty, but it also has like really dumb, like repetitive, yeah. like bang your head against the wall difficulty that is like not fun. Yeah, my some. reviews of Dark Souls games are always like there's a line of satisfying and bullshit. And they like walk that line and each game has both sides and some games have one side more than others. Right. Uh-huh. Where like Dark Souls one has more bullshit. And I think it's just the age of the game where enemies will hit you through walls because the collision's not right. Yeah, that's or, bullshit. Like glitch through things or like it's there like in hallways when you swing your sword at an enemy and it hits the fucking but, wall and you yeah. don't hit the enemy and you die. It's like just kind of annoying. Right. And then obviously the newer the games get, the more that stuff kind of goes away. And then you get into the, the more satisfaction part. And I think as long as the, there's more satisfaction than bullshit in the games, then they're good. Right? Yeah, I guess it's interesting, right? Because 
the most recent FromSoft game was the Demon Souls remake, and right. that took a game that had like I'm assuming mostly bullshit and. Was it able to take it and bring it out of the bullshit or no? It's so interesting because Demon's Souls is actually the most different of all their games because it's like the traditional From Software game, right? Is usually here's an area, you go through it, you find some items, you kill some basic enemies, and then you do a boss fight, right? And the boss fight's like a standard. I dodge, hit them, kill them. Demon's Souls, half the things in the games are puzzles. Like most of the bosses, you don't fight them. They have like some kind of... I don't, I don't want to call it a gimmick, like but it's puzzle kind of mechanic a though. Yeah. Where they're like, there's one boss where it's literally like you stealth and kill him with a machine and he just dies. There's one boss that he's only weak to a certain weapon. Um, there's one boss that has a weak spot that you have to shoot. So it's like they're none of them are like, tra- there's a couple of fights that are traditional, right? right? But they're very puzzly. And then that game is levels, right? They call the levels one, 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 two, like Mario, because you go into a teleporter into the level. Oh, okay. So it's, so really, it's actually level based, really level. And based, they yeah. dark souls, they went to the open connected world and then they never gone back. Right. So yeah, yeah. I thought, I mean, for me, I thought demon souls was the easiest of the one of the games I've ever played of all of them. Okay. Was interesting. The yeah. Before the podcast, Overall. by the way, you and I were talking about which uh, FromSoft games I played the most of. I realized I left out Sekiro. I actually played a lot of Sekiro. I have like 30 hours in it. I think I got yeah. a lot of the way through. I didn't, I didn't beat it, but I got pretty far. And I think Sekiro is a good point too, right? Yeah, what about obviously Sekiro? Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 are all true sequels, right? They're very similar to the one before, and they just added a bit new stuff, but they're pretty much they the same. They maybe feel right? a little smoother to play. Right. And, then, right, and then Sekiro is the one the first one where they really changed it, right? You don't have a traditional leveling. You play as an actual person instead of a nameless whoever. Right. Right. With voice acting and, and everyone has the same. He only has one sword. He has, you know, the prosthetic tools, but generally the combat you do is the same. It's super parry focused, right? Instead of dodge focused. And it was really well done. Right. So I think it goes to show if they, they kept, you know, a little chunk of the base formula and then changed it a little bit in the Sekiro and it, I mean, I loved it and everybody loved it. Yeah. So I think that's, I think if from software just does that until they're bored of making games, right. I guess just right. like kind of keep tweaking it every time. Um, I get, I mean, I guess it works so far. Yeah. So are you expecting, and I mean, I know we know some stuff and there was like the beta and stuff, but, uh, we, just for the, everyone watching Sean and I know very little about Elden ring. I, like I always keep myself completely blind on games. I'm really excited for single player games. And Sean has also done it. You were mentioning before the podcast recent so trailer hard. came out, right? And what happened? What did you do with the recent? Trailer? Yeah, I watched like five seconds of it. And I was like, I'm not watching this, right? <laughs> There's like no way I'm going to watch this. The thing that inter- is interesting to me for Elden Ring, I think, and that this is what I got in the first five seconds is they've released more like story bits in the trailers yeah. than they ever have. Like I watched and I saw some, and I'll just, to be non-spoiler, there was some character I haven't seen before started talking. And I was like, I'm not watching this because I don't want to know about this character. Uh-huh. I was like, they don't ever, I think they're, I don't know what the trailers were for the previous games, but I think they're, I guess Sekiro is probably when they changed Sekiro as yeah. the most digestible story. So I, I'm expecting Elden Ring to be the same mechanically for the most part. As what Dark I'm really Souls, interested not in is Sekiro. how are they going to tell the story in a different way than they have before? Is it going to be more easier to, for me to digest just playing through the game 
than right. all the other games, right? Am I gonna? Or is it gonna be? Are there gonna be a lot more voiced? I mean, are they gonna be cutscenes in the game? Right. Right. The only cutscenes in the previous in like the Dark Souls games were like the boss intro cutscenes right. where they fall from the ceiling and like menacingly walk up to you. Right. Everything else is just NPC dialogue. Yeah. Right? Well, they did have George R. R. Martin consult, right? So clearly, right. there has so, to be some sort of narrative, like a serious narrative consideration going on. Right. Here. So I would be really happy if after I beat Elden Ring, I can say like, I know what the story was and there's some parts that were a mystery that I'm, you know, maybe I'll go talk to NPCs and figure out or Google or watch a video, but at least to be like, I knew kind of what was going on. Right. I think that would be great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I still can't tell you the story of Dark Souls one, two and three. <laughs> right. I had no fucking in Bloodborne. I, God, I have no fucking idea. At least Sekiro, I kind of understand. (laughs) Now, one crazy thing about Elden Ring, and I sort of alluded to this, is there was like a technical test, right? Where people were able to play like, like, yeah, they, there was tens of hours. I saw the problem with Elden Ring is I always get stupid YouTube recommendations, but they were like 14 bosses ranked from the network test. And I was like, damn, I didn't know they put 14 bosses in the network test. Right. That's like a large chunk of the, of a a single player game to reveal. Right. That's really, yeah, it is. But I mean, I know they said that there's a lot of changes they've made based on feedback from the network test Hmm. in terms of like tweaking, whatever, which is great because I don't think they've never done a, I don't Pub- think they've a ever public done a test. They've never done or a yeah, public yeah. test. Yeah, I'm sure they've done you know insider tests and whatever, but right. I don't think they've ever done a public one, which yeah. is cool. So I mean, it shows that they really want to hopefully improve the netcode. Yeah, <laughs> but and fix fix bugs and like issues. I I think it's good for them too to be like, hey, how? I'm sure they pulled the players and were like, hey, how hard was boss number one? Right. right. Or like, did you enjoy the mechanics of this boss kind of thing? Right. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm, hopefully they tweak it. And now we'll have a better first time fighting boss number one. Right. Whatever. Now. Right. So Dark Souls has like this interesting mix of like magic and and like combat, right? Where where the like sword weapon based combat is the main focus and the magic is sort of like a subsystem, right? Is is do you like Generally. that? Right? Like what so, are you what are you hoping for from Elden Ring with how that kind of stuff works? It's gotten so the thing about it depends on the game you're playing. So so you're right. So the older the games are, the more dark the more magic is like an accessory. Uh-huh. Like the first game, it was like you had a limited amount of uses between bonfires. Same with the second game. You had attunement slots, and you had a rest to recharge them. And the third game was when they finally added the uh, a mana bar, right? With the mana potion. Um, right. So that's so Dark Souls three, I think, was when it became more viable to actually just go pure magic. But it was still I mean, if you run out of mana, right, you like right. always want to have a weapon because a weapon you can just swing. Right. Right. So I think all they need to do is add more interesting magic. A lot of what the previous games did is all the magic was like the same. It was it's like just like random targeted like, abilities. I shoot a fireball. Right? OK, here's a fireball that does more damage. Okay, here's a fireball that does the most damage, right? It's like wasn't really interesting, you right? Know? It just they scaled it up. Um, so if they added more like just just interesting magic that you can use in more situations than just shoot a guy, I mean it was like basically like just a magic crossbow, right? From yeah. The previous games and they had some really cool spells, but the cool spells were generally just like fun to use but bad, huh? Except for I guess in PvP, like some of them it disguises you as like an element of the environment. So you like turn into like a pot or like what? a statue. I didn't know that existed. Yeah, I think it's called camouflage. 
So you can like, it's, if you're in a forest, it'll turn you into like a tree and you can like hide there and wait for, you know, that your PVP target to like walk by you and kill him. Do right? you want to like, talk a little bit about for the uninitiate, how multiplayer works in from soft games, <laughs> yeah, Dark so games another thing and, and what you hope it'll so, look like in Elden Ring as well. So generally in the games, so you play online if you want to. And generally in the old games, if you were human and being human is a way to increase your max health bar. And when you die, you become hollowed and you have a lower health bar. So you would be incentivized to be human before fighting a boss, right? And when you're human, another player, if they use an item, they can invade your world. So they'll get sucked in your world and then they can kill you. That's generally how the PVP works. And they just and like also, randomly appear next to you or how does that work? No, they appear, they spawn in the same zone. So they'll spawn in the same zone as you. And generally they'll be, it'll fog off the, the zone. So you can't leave it for both players. Okay. And they generally spawn you kind of far away from them. So like when it, it'll say like invader, poops mcgee you know has entered your world right and then you'll start like running around looking for them and they're they show up as like a red ghost so they're really visible right? uh-huh. you can see them from across the map and then you i don't know some i mean for me sometimes when you're frustrated you just jump off a bridge and kill yourself <laughs> because then, <laughs> and then, then they then go away them out and <laughs> yeah. just keep playing yeah but i mean it's all it was sometimes feels like a punishment but they had some really cool things right there's so many covenants in the like Dark Souls 3, where it's like, if I get invaded and I'm in this covenant, another member of the same covenant will join in and be on my team and then they will summon a guy. So then you have like these four-on-four fights that can happen that and stuff like cool. that, which is really cool. And there's like, if you invade someone and kill them, you get like a special item for your covenant, which you can turn into an NPC to get like, it's like the only way to get certain weapons and spells and armors and stuff like huh. that. So they, it's just, it's a, the problem I think for me, it's a system I never interacted with too much because the net code is horrible. Okay. It has been horrible. It's every time it's so laggy. People like teleport behind you or you like hit them on your screen and their character makes the like I got hit thing, but they don't lose any HP. And the hacking problem is pretty bad. I see. So what would you hope that multiplayer like because Elden Ring's open world, at least in some way, right? So I guess we presume there's not like it's not easy to put someone in a zone. So like, is there something you would hope the multiplayer would look like or some way you would want it to feel or do you want it to just be gone? I like I do like the old system still i think if i think they will bring that back and i think they should and obviously they just need to adapt it to the open world since you can't i don't know how they lock it down right right i'm sure they'll they if they do it they'll figure that out sure but i really like the covenant stuff and right obviously like demon souls had a boss where the boss is literally a pvp fight right right and the thing too for players is you always have the option to play offline and that stuff goes away if you don't want to be invaded right which is what you do anyway if you're but then doesn't the ai invade you or something yeah the ai will invade you but it's like always the same one right and they're not laggy and they're usually easier i see right so which is fine um the only thing i want i think the pvp is good what i want to be improved is the co-op okay because the games have always had co-op and how it works is you like use an item and summon a guy down a white soapstone right which puts text on the ground and another player can walk into it and click on your test text, which will summon you into their world. Right. And then you play. And once you kill the boss of the area, it kicks you out or okay. if the host dies, the problem is it doesn't share any progress. Right. So if I help Evan, right. Kill the boss, then I go back to my world and the boss is dead in his world, but not mine. If you right? haven't so killed like, the boss yet. Right. So it's like, I have to summon him to my world and it's like, you'd have to do oh, everything twice. That's and annoying. plus summoning a specific ver- person is so annoying it's just right? luck based basically it's like luck based you have to be in the same region they've done some ways to 
the old way, like in Dark Souls 2, you had to put on a ring that you could like pick a phrase from. And if you uh-huh. pick the same phrase as someone else, it would like try to prioritize them, but it never really worked that well. <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, I get why they do it because it fits the lore, the whole summoning right. thing. Instead of like, if I were just to right click my friends list and invite you and you could just join. Right. It doesn't quite fit, but it's like, can I just get that? I, I mean, an Elden invite, Ring is an opportunity, right? Elden right. Ring is an opportunity to do that because they're not tied to the whole Dark Souls system. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I think if they had a way where it's like, okay, you have to do the be human and put down the summoning stone. But then when you click the summoning stone, you can buy from your friends list. Right. Just, right. Just give me, you know, or let me set it to friends only can join something like that. Now just make it a little easier. What this the human hollow mechanic? Do we do we think that's coming? I, I maybe you know I whether that's coming back. Do you hope it comes back? back? Like I hope it goes away. <laughs> I, I think it was the most annoying thing about playing yeah. Dark Souls for me. I just like it sucks. It's because the item to to become human, so you can either become human by helping someone kill a boss in co-op, which obviously is kind of annoying, or you use an item and the item is usually limited. Right. I mean, having so encouraging co-op in that way is kind of cool, but if they would want you would want them to make it like easier to do then, right? And have better yeah. net code. I mean, it was always yeah, it was always it was always a risk reward, right? Hey, I get 30% more HP HP by using this rare item, but I can get invaded, and if I the boss kills me, then I lose it. Right. Which I thought was cool, right? So I would always like if I had fought the boss 40 times and I was like getting really close, I would use it and hope I didn't get invaded. Right. <laughs> and then kill the boss, hopefully. But right. Um, if it went away, I don't think it would hurt the game. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think people would miss it. I don't know. Uh, now, another aspect of Dark Souls that I think people would miss, whether it's justified or not, is what about enemies respawning when you use a bonfire? Oh, I think that will just be so much different in the way the world is now, right? Because if say you're going to a boss and you like die to enemies a bunch of times, uh-huh. I feel like in Elden Ring, you can just be like, I'm just going to go around them on my horse because right. it's so big. Yeah. It's, it's, unless they're like guarding like the doorway. Right. I well, I imagine it'll probably be like a system where you're like running around a world and then you sort of get to like a dungeony area where you're going through yeah. a more linear Dark Souls experience. That's always think. what I imagined. Yes. Yeah, so they'd have an open world with like, uh, some new stuff in it, like crafting or whatever. And then there would be like, oh, I enter a cave and it's like what I re- right. recall from Dark Souls 3. That's, I think that's what I expect. Um, eh. I mean, if they, if they respawn when you rest at the bonfire, I mean, I'm used to it. Uh, right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, something just, that I just think is dumb because it, in the end, everyone ends up just running straight to the boss. And like, I always ask the question, like, th- is that good game design? And I don't know, like, is it just there because it, people know it and it's like the nostalgia of Dark Souls? Like if that wasn't there, it wouldn't be Dark Souls, but really it doesn't add anything so. to the it game. Doesn't. I don't know. I think the best way just for them to get around that is you just add bon- make the bonfires a little closer to the bosses this time. Uh, that that it, that would help, right? Like because then you still have the same feel and then also it's not as run, you know, death gauntlet. Yeah, and I guess we don't even know if there will be bonfires in Elden Ring, right? There could just be save anywhere. Yeah, there could be. I mean, I, I guess I would say if they didn't have bonfires, I think that would be crazy. I think people would be pissed about that. Really? But maybe not. I mean, I feel like they'll have bonfires. It's, I'm trying I mean, to remember. Did Sek- yeah, it did, right? Yeah. It had, well, they were um, statues. Right, but it had like save points that, like, like right. we were talking Like They might not be bonfires, you know, with right. the sword sticking out, but they'll be save points. Point of respite, right? Right. No, no quick saves in Dark Souls. Nah, I don't think so. I mean, that's such a big thing, right? You get through a big area or whatever and you see that bonfire and the feeling is just like 
so good. That that is true. That's yeah. like that's a Dark Souls thing for sure. Right. The feeling of oh my god, I made it and I can save my progress here after fighting a bunch of enemies and stuff. Yeah, or you miss a bonfire. Up. You miss a bonfire and then get screwed for like hours only to realize there was a closer <laughs> bonfire. Right, right. Yeah, maybe. Um, that's what you get. That is true. That's what you get. Uh so in Dark Souls, there's like uh we're we're getting close to the end here, but in Dark Souls, there's like a wide range of different types of weapons, right? There's like mm-hmm. fast weapons, big weapons, short weapons, all different kinds of stuff. Like, how does that combat play out for you? Do you like like is there a so, type you like the most? How does it feel to play the different things? Yeah, so first thing, so that's the thing I love most about Dark Souls, and actually why I didn't like Sekiro as much. Okay. Is because all the weapons and the stats give you build variety. Like, that's what opens up replayability for me in the games. So it's like if I play, you know, a dual-wielding, fast dagger character the first playthrough, and then the second one I play a guy who wields two giant swords, right? It's, like, so completely different to me. Mm -hmm. Even though you're still just pressing RB and dodging. It's a whole new game. It feels so different. (laughs) And I think what I've always done in the past is I usually always beat the game first with just a weapon character that just whacks people. Okay. And then the second playthrough is when I do magic. Where you start like stuff. exploring the other systems of the game. Yeah, just because generally, just because it's, it's because of the cryptic nature of the game, right? Because generally in the past, it's been like to get the magic you want, you have to talk, find like the specific magic vendors, right? Uh-huh. And if you try to do magic on your first playthrough and you don't know where those people are and stuff, then you can kind of get screwed, I guess, uh-huh. a little bit because you don't can't buy the spells you want. And obviously, if you're playing with a weapon, I mean, the weapons are fucking everywhere find them off bodies and shops or whatever and it doesn't i mean because you can beat the game with any weapon right right it doesn't really matter it's like really hard to like make a build that's so bad that you can't beat the game right so speaking right. of weapons you did a poll for did do the poll. for your what character class you're going to play in the game now the classes in elden ring are similar to dark souls in that all they are are your starting items right or is there like so how do they work in they dark souls are, and are they the same in elden ring they seem they look like it's the same type of mechanics where the class has starting items, weapons and secondary items like bombs or whatever. And then there's they have this. The stats are different. Uh-huh. The starting stats. Right. So okay. it's like um, this one has 16 strength to start and where this one has no strength, but has intelligence. So they kind of like push you into like a specific style of play. But you never have to stick with it, right? Because if your character starts with 16 strength, well, you can just put all your points into magic and do that. Right. Because right. by the it. end, you're going to have way more than the starting points in every oh, game yeah. anyway. Yeah, you have, yeah, yeah, you have way, mo- way more. So, I mean, it's, they're not, it's not like if you play the magician character, you have to do magic. Right. So it really doesn't matter what you start with. I mean. Then why even have classes, I guess, is, is something I would ask. I don't know. I guess that's, that's, I mean, it's like, why don't they just start everything at level one with level one and all the stats or whatever? Right. Um, I guess it's just because I think, I guess people like starting out as feeling like, like being, they have some sort of identity. like they're a warrior before becoming one. But I mean, sure. I mean, you, you can get your identity really quick. It's just by the stuff you equip. Right. But maybe but I guess it's they've always like done a, it that way. Yeah. So. Like a mindset thing, just like, I guess. so that people feel like there's like some direction to their build. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, I'm they sure might people be would lost. prefer if they started at level level one with all the stats at one so they could because min maxers would fucking love at least the shit, hardcore right? players would really like that. Yeah. That's the only thing the classes matter for is if you're min maxing your build for PvP and stuff, then you probably don't want wasted points in the stat you're I not see. using. Right. But although, I mean, it, like it's two percent. 
You right. Know? It's like whatever. And so the wretch, the, uh, tell us about the wretch who won the poll. Yeah. So the wretch is classic. So usually it's his, the name of that class is deprived. Uh huh. So out of all the classes, they start at level 10 or 12 or something like that. So wretch starts at level one. Uh-huh. So wretch is always the class people play when they do soul level one runs, right? Where they don't level up. They always play that class. Wait, so it starts at a lower one. level. So you actually are weaker at the beginning of the game. No, because it, it's all stat based. So you are weaker just because his like health points are lower than everybody else. Like the vitality stat is lower. Right. I think everyone, every other class starts a little higher. Level one is actually a benefit because it means you need less souls to level up from one to two because you start level one. Uh-huh. So you don't need like any souls to level up. Um, it's just he's like not the best min maxer because all of his stats are 10. Um, so they're all even, right? Which you don't really want. And then his starting equipment sucks. He usually has no armor and he has a club. I see. But then you rapidly find new stuff, right? Like even like after like the first enemies, you find new stuff, right? In yeah. Dark yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure the first enemies in the game will drop a weapon or if there's a tutorial, it'll give you like a short sword probably generally. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think a lot of the votes were if you don't understand how the game is right based because I put all the descriptions of like how the class plays. And if you assume it's like another RPG where it's like you play warrior and you're going to be a warrior, then you would you would get a little confused because you don't understand how the classes work. It really doesn't matter. Okay, interesting. It'll be annoying for the first part and maybe like a lot of the games, usually it's like you're the wretch and you have to fight the first boss with like nothing. I see. So it could make the first boss significantly So it could make the first boss a lot harder. Um, But after that, it'll all go away. Okay. You know, I'll get an axe or something probably. Or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it could be way different. All right. But the spoiler is wretch is the one I wanted to play anyway. Oh my gosh. The the reveal <laughs> that you guys fell right into Sean's trap anyway. I always play it first because I like to do because I don't know what build I ever want to do when I start. So I just like starting with the one that has all the points at. And my favorite build in Dark Souls 2, it was called Mundane, where your weapon would scale off your lowest stat. So the way huh. you built it was you made every stat the same. So you like upgrade them all the oh, same. Okay. I that was really like for a specific weapon that had that it was a trait. weapon enchantment. Yeah, you okay. like enchant a weapon to make it mundane and it would change the scaling of it. Interesting. Um, so if they bring that back, that would be sweet. But I don't think they will. <laughs> I, I, I mean, anything they bring back is going to have like a new name anyway. Right. So it's hard right. To even. I hope that. Yeah, I also hope they upgrade the change the like weapon enchantment system and stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much they take from Dark Souls and how much is brand new. Like. Yeah, because Sekiro had all new systems, right? Like basically no direct systems from Dark Souls except for like save points, right? Pretty much, right? I mean, the way you did combat and movement, everything was like, I mean, I guess the world design was similar, but otherwise it was in the story delivery. Right, sure. But otherwise, like mechanically, it was way different. Yeah, Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, Elden Ring is supposed to be more Dark Souls-y, at least from what we Yeah, I imagine most people's combat will be dodge and then whack whack the enemy. Right, probably. All right, well... Maybe they'll take some of the parry stuff from Sekiro and bring it in, though. That would be I, cool. Yeah, I actually do hope they add, like, a better... Because the pair... Yeah, I hope they add something like that. Cool. All right, well, every, if anyone wants to see Elden Ring, tune in. Sean will be watching, play, starting playing... When are you starting? Friday? I'm going to start Friday, probably... I'm going to go with when I wake up for work, because I took the day off, so probably, like, 10 p.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern? Yeah, 10 a.m. Eastern, probably 8... 
my time. Elden Ring from Sean. Elden Not Ring. on Thursday. I'll be playing it the whole fucking day. So you can even get a little bit of Elden Ring in on your own on Thursday so that you don't have to get spoiled by Sean playing and then you can come watch Sean play through the shit that you got True, fucked yeah, over you can by. watch. you can watch a little bit of the beginning and then watch me get shit on by boss number one actually more like basic enemy number one you know <laughs> yeah exactly all right watch cool. me scream over losing my souls it'll be fun thank you well or whatever they're called in elden ring yeah, or ring points <laughs> your, your ring your sonic rings ringles <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone thanks for listening as always uh let's see if we have a quality time question really quick I left the channel. That was smart. I saw that. I, I misclicked. <laughs> Hold on, everyone. I know Evan asked a question, too. I think he asked about PvP, and I All talked right. about it. So, Do we have a quality time question? The best go-to sleepover. Oh, Anthony and I answered this, but I guess you can give us your answer to this real quick before the end. What's your favorite sleepover snack? Oh, geez. Uh... Pringles, man, probably. Pringles? Is it only because you said Ringles, so it's on your I mind? Think so. <laughs> I mean, my favorite snack is Wheat Thins, but I don't know if that's a good oh, sleepover snack. I like snack. Wheat Thins, too, dude. I fucking love Wheat Thins. I have the best cracker. So Damn. Triscuits are good, too, but I like I like Triscuits better. also. Favorite Pringles flavor? It's just barbecue. Okay. They have dill I mean, pickle although, flavor, and I actually really like it. I do like those. I mean, nowadays, I'd rather probably buy any other chip over Pringles. True, like some kettle chips. Just Pringles, I mean, Pringles are convenient, but the, the flavor's like way less intense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tastes like someone sneezed barbecue from the other room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> All right, good to know. I'm going to go eat some Jimmy John's now. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you want to find us, you can find us uh, on social media at koala underscore Ian. Go to kaokoalaentertainment.com. Check our website. You can see all the goings-ons. Uh, we're making a game. It's called Agora. If you want to know about that, definitely come join the Discord. That's our main place where we communicate with people. Uh, we hang out. The community's there. Um, you can you know, get information about Agora. Ask us whatever questions you want. You can also join our Patreon, which basically is a like merch subscription plan, sticker and merch payment plan. But True. in addition, you can then ask us questions on the podcast. We're trying to get some game nights together. I don't know. Yeah. Um, tune in soon for hopefully, you know, more information on Agora and what's coming. There may be some big news in the future. Who knows when it will be or why, but it might happen. So It's true. Um, we will be going to GDC at the end of next month, the Game Developers Conference, to maybe show off some Agora. So maybe you'll hear more about it. Who knows? Thanks for listening. You'll know if you're in the Discord. That's right. Thank you, Sean, for know. joining me. As always, appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Pleasure. We're definitely going to do a post Elden Ring podcast. Maybe if we get Anthony to play it, we'll bring Anthony on to the oh, Elden Ring podcast. I can't wait. I gotta watch him stream it if he plays that. It'll definitely be. It, I mean, we if we all play Elden Ring, it would be a fun time to have all four it of would us be on. Fun. So. Yeah. I'll definitely be buying it and playing it. I bought KOF 15 last week, played it for nice. three hours yeah. and refunded it. So now I have oh, $60 <laughs> primed and ready for Elden Ring. So sweet. Perfect. Um, <laughs> thank you all for, um, for listening and I'll talk. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully Monday, six 30, our time, eight 30 Eastern. See you then. Bye everyone. Bye.